Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On this week's broadcast, Bishop Clark uses Habakkuk, the third chapter, verse number two, as the background scripture for part one of the message, Renew. When I look at Habakkuk chapter three, we we know Habakkuk for writing the vision down, the passage that talks about writing the vision down and making it plain that they who read it will run. Uh, I want to make sure that the vision today written down and made plain is about renewing. Habakkuk says, Lord, I heard of your fame. I heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. The Conception series is designed to help the body work together synergistically to fulfill the mandate of the Holy Spirit has laid on us. The, the passage implies that there was a time where the fame of the Lord for Israel would run high. His fame was known not just by the leadership, but by every home, every uh, house, every community, every tribe uh, knew of the fame of the Lord. Uh, each one of the sectors or providences of the land from its northern border to its southern border border even from its west side to the east which is the mediterranean the the west you do the euphrates the east the euphrates the west the mediterranean sea all borders all territories of israel knew the fame of god habakkuk say i stand in awe of your deeds or your works, the way you worked it out, the way you gave us the land, the way you caused us to walk in our inheritance. But it looks like something had slipped or something that had, had slipped out of its place. And there's now a time of great despair and degradation. The prophet says, renew them in our day. In other words, in our lifetime, we would like to see renewal. We would like to see the fame and the deeds of God Uh, operated in such a way that we can begin to talk about your deeds today, point our finger to your deeds, and watch you do it all over again. Renew them in our day, in our time, make them known, make them known, make make us intimate with your deeds and your ways. Even in wrath, which simply means when we slip or we fail, we're asking you to have mercy. Even when we fail and we, uh, we, we don't measure up to the standard that you would have us to do to, to measure up, we are asking you to have mercy on us. And so God wants his people, please write it down, to be fascinated at his acts and deeds. God wants you and I to be fascinated, to, be, to stand in awe with what he's doing in our lives. 
Now, some of us are fascinated with icons, but God wants us to be fascinated with what he's doing. And he wants to move in such a way within us, within our families, within our community, within our church, that the world would be fascinated. All of the world, all this whole city would be fascinated with what God is doing in you. Now, that's to me, that to me gives me uh, some strength and some direction. That, and I'm, I'm beginning to get really hungry for the move of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Secondly, renew. God wants to renew his acts and deeds within our age or time. While we're awake, alive on this earth, he wants to renew them in our day or in our time. And so we need to begin to pray this prayer. I want to just deputize you to release that in your prayer time. God, let me and my children see your acts and your ways in this time. I want to see the move of God, but I want you to allow my son to see the move of God. And I want you to allow my son's son to see the move of God. And I want you to allow my great grandkids to see the move of God. And I want our community to see what you're doing as well. This is a good prayer to start praying. A lot of times we want to protect them, but God wants them to see his acts. You can protect them and even block him. But what we want to do is get out of the way and let God be God in their lives. How many of you know God loves our children? God loves the next generation. He loves them so much. He allowed you to go through all of the struggles you've gone through so you can be an example to them. That he is faithful, that promise. The third thing you need to understand is that passers-by need to know God's mighty acts. People who are just driving by the church or they're going to Walmart or they just stopped on Palm Bay Road on their way to Jacksonville coming out of Miami. God wants them to know his mighty acts. They don't even live here. <laughs> they're not a part of the community. They don't know your family tree. They just bump up to you in the store, just rub shoulders with you. God wants them to know just how powerful he is in your life and in your community. And the fourth thing you need to make sure you write down. When we're not at 100%, his mercy prevails. His mercy endures forever. Amen. And so we want to pray that. We want to uh, let our hearts burn toward the mercy of God. Because no one is perfect. And all of us need the mercy of the Lord. If we're going to see his mighty acts. If we're going to see his awesome deeds. If we're going to be fascinated with him. If he's going to renew himself in our time. We need the mercy of the Lord. So I beseech you, I urge you, brothers, by the mercy of God. It takes mercy to do this. For you to present your body a living sacrifice. It takes mercy to put all of this on the altar. To take everything that, that he's given us, all of our intellect and our experiences and our pain. But also his promise in our lives. And to lay it all on the altar for his glory. And Romans 12 says it, Romans 12 and 1 and 2, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, in view of God's mercy, 
Not just I urge you because you're supposed to do it. No, and in view of God's mercy, I urge you to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, a living sacrifice, a vivacious, alive sacrifice with intellect and strength. I need and zest and zeal. I want you to present it unto the Lord, sanctified, holy, and pleasing to God in such a way that God would be pleased with what you present. Amen. This is your spiritual act of worship. This is where worship starts is to present the body on the altar as a living sacrifice. It does not it does not start with song and dance. It starts with surrendering all of this unto the Lord glory to God saying God you can have it you can have it all you take whatever I have it's for your glory it's for your honor it's for your support it's for your strength it's that your fame would go out it's that people will be fascinated with you thank you Lord glory to God this is our spiritual act of worship that's what the scripture says we used to say it's your reasonable service. When I would hear it preached as a child, that's what you're supposed to do. No, this is the, this is the way we worship God. Amen. This is where true worship starts for every believer. Not with the lifting of the hands and the lifting of the heart. It's to present body unto the Lord, which is your true act of worship. So if something in you resists that, that needs to be laid at the altar. If something in you rebels against that, I'm not lifting up my hands. You need to see that's the enemy of God, not the people that you offended with. Whatever's coming inside, coming out of you, the flesh wars against the spirit. The flesh says, I'm not doing it today. I don't feel like it. How many of you know there's no excuses uh, when it comes down to worshiping God? God is worthy of our worship and praise regardless if we feel like it or don't feel like it. Present the entire body unto the Lord, which is your act of worship. Look at the word, verse 2. Do not, be, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Here it is again. Habakkuk uh, said to us that we want God to renew. Hallelujah. He needs to renew them in our day. His acts and his deeds. His fame and his deeds. Look at verse 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern. This is Romans 12 and verse 2. To the pattern of this world be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Here's the battle. The renewing of your mind. Then the scripture says then you will be able to test and approve of what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. Before we get to the will of God we got to deal with the renewing. Of the mind. As I've thought about and prayed about these verses, it seems to me that there are two more very uh, large issues uh, in this passage that we need to look at. We need to deal with before moving on to verse 3 and dealing with the gifts of the Spirit and the functionality of people in the body of Christ. I could give a week on each of them, but I'm not going to spend a week on it. First of all, the will of God. The will of God. Before we deal with the will, we really need to deal with the mind. What you need to know God's will is that your mind would be renewed. The term the will of God here has at least two 
possible or three biblical meanings. Please get this. First, there is what we call the sovereign will of God. The sovereign will of God. I've heard it also spoken about the opposite. With the, the next level would be the permissive will of God. But we have the sovereign will of God that always comes uh, to pass without fail. It is God's sovereign will that happens whether you agree with it or not. And a lot of times when we don't understand why there's a death or a setback or some type stroke, uh, when we can't explain it, we have, to, we have to smear it on God. It's his sovereign will because he allowed it to happen. Regardless of what happens, what happened in, uh, in, in the Bahamas, which was devastating uh, a few weeks ago. We have to see that as the sovereign will of God. Though it is devastating, it is the sovereign, he allowed it to take place. The second thing you need to see is the revealed will of God. The revealed will of God. The revealed will of God is seen basically in the, uh, how would I say this? It's seen basically in the moral code. Do not steal. Do not kill. He revealed his will. He says it clearly in the Bible. And so when we see the revealed will of God, that is something that usually is not coming to pass. Because people don't allow their will to be laid on the altar. Remember, true worship starts not with song. It's, I need mercy. I urge you by the mercy of God that you present. Not only when you get saved, but through your entire Christian walk. That we, we present our bodies in view of God's mercy. We lay it on the altar. So the revealed will of God, a lot of times, is not, it's not walked in or obeyed. Because our will hasn't been laid on the altar and we present it as a living sacrifice. So the revealed will again, do not steal, do not lie, do not kill, do not covet. And this will of God often does not come to pass. It only comes to pass when we surrender our will in exchange for his will. So again, you want to see two things when it comes to the will of God, which God says, I want you to know my perfect will for your life. But first of all, be not conformed to this world. Do not follow the patterns of this world anymore, but be renewed or transformed by the renewing of your mind that you would know the will of God. We cannot do what God has told us to do as it relates to the revealed will of God until we first, hallelujah, get the mind renewed and set in proper order. Now, you would say, I got saved. Getting saved is, is, is maybe 30% of it. Now you got 70% that you need to work out every day. And we can't go back to that time when we felt the Holy Ghost. You can revert back. To a state in which you were in before you got saved as it relates to your mind. The older you get, the more critical you can become. The older you get, the more intolerant you can become. And the less you sacrifice yourself on the altar. Now you expect others to do, but if you're not careful, you'll sit there and religion will take over you. I've already arrived. Nobody has arrived. We don't arrive until we get to the throne. 
This walk with God is a constant dying every day. I'm finding myself having to renew myself all the time. And I preach to people all the time and I find myself having to break it all down and crawl back to the altar. It is not just for the world to crawl to the altar. But every apostle, every prophet, every evangelist, every pastor, every teacher, every minister of the gospel, every elder, every person that has ever taken the cloth must drag themselves back to the altar and die there. Offer it in view of God's mercy. I find myself, the older I get, the old ways want to come back. Thinking about things that I know I shouldn't think about. And I have to kill it every day and say, you can't have my mind. You're not going to strip me of what God has put in me to get. You're not going to steal, kill, and to destroy me at this level. I've been walking with him too long. I shouldn't know how to jump over this hurdle. But I find myself stumbling. Paul said the things that I want to do. This is not when he was a young preacher. This is when he's matured. Glory to God. The things I don't want to do. I find myself doing. What's working in me? A law is in my flesh. Glory to God. That doesn't want me to surrender myself to God. And as long as you're alive. You'll have these battles. Thank you God. Let's look at another passage because I want to talk about the renewal of the mind. Paul goes even deeper here, not only in Romans 12, but in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 20 through 24, we see something else that God is speaking to the church at Ephesus from the apostle Paul. Look at verse 20, but you have not so learned Christ. There's some things that we are doing and the way we are flowing it is not tied to God. You haven't learned this from God. But look what Paul says in verse 21. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. That you put off. Everybody say put off. Now this is going to hurt because Paul is talking to a group of believers that say you need to put off some stuff. Concerning, he said put off concerning your former conduct. Which means <laughs> there are times when your former conduct or the way you thought before you got saved will invade your space. Yes, Amen. Put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, which means the old man is polluted and he grows when lust and deceit invades our space. That means if you're not praying, seeking God, you're not consistent, that old man is growing. You don't have to ask him to grow, he's growing. You need to watch him because next thing you know, a big old grown man will be laying next to you. If you just let it go, if you just let yourself go and you don't work on yourself and you pointing at everybody else, a big old grown old man will be laying next to you. Next thing you know, he's going to sit up, <laughs> tap you on the shoulder and say, you remember me? I'm back. You thought you killed me 50 years ago, but I'm back. You thought because you moved into a different city, I'm dead, but I'm back. How many of you know we die daily? We die daily. We die daily. We die daily. 
Look at the word now. I want you to see it. Verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So we need to put off the old man and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Renewed in your mind. And that you put on the new man, which means renewing the mind and putting on the new man is tied together. There are some things we need to put off. It's just like taking off a coat. You got to put it off of you. And then as you renew your mind, you put on a new coat. And when you find that old coat wanting to come back, you have to say no. Renew the mind more and put on the new coat. You have to dress up every day. You would say, well, Bishop, you're saying that I'm not saved. I didn't say your salvation was in jeopardy. I'm talking about your conduct. And it's tied to the way we think. And that you put on the new man, put on the new man, put on. It's not just the work of the Holy Spirit. It's an effort on your part. Put on new thinking, new ways, new thoughts, new concepts, according to the word. Put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, there's a challenge here. There's a challenge here. Please write it down. We worship God with our minds. If you worship God with your mind, your body will follow. But your worship is really in your mind. Between the two ears. Between the two ears. And there's a major battle there. Now I want you to, th if you worship God with your mind, what do you think the enemy is going to attack you at? Now the first thing we start doing when we start renew the mind and we start talking about deceitful lust, we always go to the sin issue. But there are more things that you got to battle with as it relates to your mind. Like depression. Like feeling like you're not worth anything. Concepts and images. That have been in your head from the foundation or even from the fall. Images in your mind that are ungodly. The Bible says when I was a child, I thought as a child, I acted as a child. But when I became a man, what did I do? I put away child. A child is going to act a certain way regardless. I'm tired. I'm done. I'm through. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. That's childish. We acted as a child. Think about what I'm saying. Your maturity is tied to the way you think. But when I became a man, I put away what? So even manhood is tied to the way you think. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. 
Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2520. That's reference number 2520. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability, but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you. And so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong, and He's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer.